0: Hi friends, it's Chris. Before we start the show, I want to share with you a special gift that I'm making available to you as one of my podcast listeners. Beginning on November 15th, My Turning Points Leadership Community will transition to a paid membership structure. The community has been free to everyone since October 21 while I was developing the content and the events that take place each month in the community. Because you're one of my podcast listeners, I'm offering a special gift to you today. If you join the community today as a free member, you'll receive an offer to join the community at a super discounted membership rate for the All Access Premium Membership. This is the highest level of access to my live events, the coaching that I offer within the community, and all the curated content. Because you're one of my podcast listeners, you can claim your all-access premium membership today for $47. That's a savings of $200 per month off the all-access premium membership. And when you do the math, you'll notice that you'll save $2,400 every year off the regular cost of the premium membership. You'll get lifetime access at $47 per month for as long as you maintain your membership. So to take advantage of this offer, you need to join the Turning Points leadership community by following the link in the show notes. Be sure to do it today because this offer expires at the close of business on November 14th, 2022. Okay, if you're ready, let's start the show
1: what would it look like to claim your space as a leader and make a positive impact in your organization or community get ready to lead courageously and authentically from the core of who you are your leadership coach dr Kristen albert will help you recognize how you are uniquely gifted to lead in your spheres of influence and help you become equipped and confident to handle the challenges of leadership Take your leadership to the next level and create your turning points in leadership. Let's get started. Here's Chris.
0: So, hello and welcome to Turning Points in Leadership. My name is Dr. Kristen Albert, and I am the host of this Turning Points in Leadership podcast. And I'm really glad that you joined us today. In this Turning Points Leadership podcast, I interview individuals who are changing the image of the leader from someone who has to be at the top of the corporate ladder to people who are, or who are making a difference in their daily lives in bold and inspiring ways. So I want you, my audience, to be inspired by my guests And consider how you can become a or step into leadership in your sphere of influence. So today, I am excited to welcome my guest, Valissa Pierre Lewis. She's a career and leadership success coach and the founder and CEO of Standout Career Guide. Welcome, Valissa.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much, Chris. I am so happy to be here and um, looking forward to our discussion.
0: Yeah, likewise. Um, I always enjoy my time with you, so I'm, I'm eager to, to learn from you and for the folks who are listening to the podcast to, uh, to be inspired by you as well. So thanks so much for being here.
2: Oh, you're welcome. Glad to be here.
0: So I'd like to, for the audience, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about Velissa She, as I said, she's the founder and CEO of the Standout Career Guide, It's a leadership coaching practice where she helps driven career women learn how to find where to ramp up their value or their visibility so they can create career outcomes that they deserve without having to be an extrovert or overworking. Melissa believes that talented, driven career women already have what it takes. The issue is many of them may not always know it feel it, or show it, or even share it, or pursue it in ways that, that get in the way of what they deserve. So after Valissa was transitioning from an executive leadership role with a startup to corporate America, she found herself challenged to get to the next level. She was sitting in a three-year career plateau, and she felt stuck. What she learned moved her from stuck to unstoppable. And this led to three promotions in five years. And today she shares and supports women with her secret sauce, her approach, so that they too can ramp up their value and their voice and their visibility. I just love how you are empowering women, Valissa. This is just so exciting.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Dr. Chris, I, it just feels like an a natural extension of mm. of who I am.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. And boy, isn't that the the best thing when you can find? <clears throat> in, I like the 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 life is good t- T-shirts. Right, do what you love, love what you do. Life yeah. is good when you can find that that alignment of what you love and what you're good at and how you can serve others with that. It's just a it's a it makes for a beautiful beautiful life and space to be in
2: absolutely it's like the certain ease Mm. and calm Mm. and openness yeah that's beautiful that allows thriving right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so how's your week been how's your spirit today
2: oh man it's fantastic it's saturday you can get up when you want (laughs) (laughs) wake up turn over look at the sunshine take time you know as you know being a career woman as well as an entrepreneur and coach it's saturdays are you live for that i mean i take moments during the week to do things to you know feed my soul but when Saturday comes, I know I don't have to punch clock.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And that, that time for self-care.
2: Yeah. So you can have that, just that mental relaxation that you don't have to be anywhere. You can just go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have that luxury. I know everyone doesn't have that luxury. They may have responsibilities that they need to do when, when they get up on Saturdays. If they have children or younger children at home, which I don't, um, so I get to have that time to myself. Plus, my husband is at work. <laughs> uh, oh, so you got some some quiet
0: time this morning. Yeah,
2: some me time. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's great. You know, I really liked what we did earlier in the week. So, for the listeners, we tried to record this uh this podcast earlier in the week, and. You know how things don't always go as planned, right? Um, <laughs> Melissa w- texted me and said, "I'm running late. I'm on a call with clients and I'm, you know, I'm going to be about 5 to 10 minutes late." And then when we finally got together, we said, "You know, let's do this at a time where we can both be centered and comfortable." And I, I what I love about that is that each of us was willing to set our boundaries right say we don't have to do this right now if we can find another time to do it let's find a time to do it when we can enter into it enter into the conversation in ways that are that that, that's going to work for both of us you know and i think so often people don't realize that they have the autonomy to make those decisions for themselves
2: Oh man, Chris, I totally agree. A couple of things I'm so glad that you brought that up because what comes to mind for me, one is grace. Mm. Like, hey, this came up. I didn't expect it to come up. This isn't usual for this time of day on on, on this day of the week. Yeah. But I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show up. Yes. It's gonna take me a few minutes. Yeah. But then that grace that you show by saying, hey, take your time. I'll be here. And so I got off, I called you and you said, hey, we can do it at this time or this time. You know, we could push it out a little bit. But I forget how you posed the question, but to me it said, can you show up as your best if we do it today? Or -hmm. would another time be better? Mm. Yeah. Now... I am one that is like, nope, I said I was going to do it. I'm going to be here. I am. Yeah. And I gave myself some grace and took your offer of grace by saying mm-hmm. that would be great if we could do it at another time, because I do want to be at my best to 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 share and have an open and honest and, you know, and free and valuable oh. You know, conversation with my girl, Doctor Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Other love people it. can benefit from it, so I yeah, I think that's a great. I, I think so much, so many times, especially as women, because we play so many roles. Um, we're leading throughout the day, every day, for so many people in so many roles. And like you said, we don't take advantage sometimes of that that autonomy, that choice hmm. And sh- there are opportunities for us to shift and say, no, this just isn't going to work right now. And how can we make it work where it's going to be mm. a good experience, the best experience that we could give together?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. I, lo- I love the word grace. I just love the word grace that 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 sits with me well, too. And, you know, I think we are enculturated to believe that just like you said, I made this commitment, I set this time, I'm going to do that. That The assumption behind that is that, that I have to abide by that, that I can't ask for um, maybe something that's going to, to work better. You could have asked for the time and I could have said, oh, well, this is really the only time I have, and we would have gone through with it. Yep. But um, just even exploring, inviting people to explore, their assessments about what they think they must do, when they must do it. It's that invitation to, yeah. So here we are on a Saturday morning, and we're both rested. We both good mornings. Bright-eyed and and bushy-tailed. Absolutely, and we're (laughs) ready to jump in. So how about if we jump in with the questions? Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. So I always like to ask folks, what what is your earliest memory of either leadership or leading? It could be um, your earliest memory of you taking a lead, or it could be an observation of other people that were leading that kind of made you go, huh? So could you share one of those earliest memories that you have around leadership that impacted you?
2: Yeah, I would say you know, hindsight is 2020. 20. You look back at your life. That was such a great question. I, no one's asked me that before. And I would say an example of a leading. I am the oldest um, mm-hmm. of four or three. Well, it's four of us, so four siblings. And so my earliest memory of leading was being the eldest at home at about eight or a little older Um, at that time my parents were divorced so and my mother she worked and I was a leader in the household Mm. to help execute on things to understand how to work with each one of my siblings and their different temperaments and understand what the goal was and that is to get out of the house on time to get to school everybody all of us And so when I think of the earliest time of leading, that's what I think of. And I think of how that taught me so much. It taught me resilience. It taught me how to tune into people and what their strengths are and when they're at their best and when I can get the best out of a situation by understanding those things and understanding my strengths and and my weaknesses and And of course, I didn't know that as a kid, but looking back, it's those things that you develop and lean into naturally when given the opportunity. Mm. And when it comes to leadership of someone leading, observing someone, I could I tie these two things together because there was a manager and she was, she was tapped to come in and turn our underperforming department around. And she was an up and coming manager and our team was going to expand from five to 10. I was, I had been in the department a couple years. um, I recall and she took about a week or two in the department just observing. And then she came to me and said, Velissa, you are going to lead this team. It's going to go from five to 10. You're going to make a customer service department and a technical team because customer, our customer satisfaction scores were in the tank. She picked mm-hmm. me. I had not led people at this point in a in a job, but she picked me. And I rose to the occasion. And so I put those two together. She hadn't, she knew my work. She knew my work ethic. She knew I caught on to things quickly. I like to learn and bring other people along with me, but she had not seen me lead people. Mm. She saw something in me and she gave me that opportunity. And I think that's a lot of what leadership is about now that was in my 20s and she has no idea the legacy that she created with making that one action that said i believe in you i can do you can do this not with words but in interaction and how people will rise to the occasion if we give them a chance mm.
0: I love that story. And as you're, as you're telling it, I'm, I'm recognizing her role as a leader to empower you.
2: Exactly.
0: Right. To, and to invite you in to this place of leadership.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: That's absolutely, that's beautiful. I love it. So often I hear um, stories of maligned leadership Right, people who are mm-hmm. leading poorly, um, yeah. but yeah, you were inspired by this woman who gave you this this opportunity.
2: Yeah, uh, lead, and it was here. a turning point for me in, uh, in my career, wow. and that plays into how I lead and how I've led when I have a team.
0: Mm. I should quote you on that. That was a turning point.
2: Yes. Yes, it was absolutely a turning point.
0: Have you ever considered um, reaching out to her and
2: just I have tried over the years because I love to share with people. I think about so many people in my life that just little things, especially when you're in your younger years and earlier in your career, you don't, you may not necessarily see just how valuable that was, or you may not totally appreciate it at the time that it is coming. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: I take that opportunity when I do see people to let them know. So I was just at this leadership women's, this women's leadership conference in Atlanta the other week. And when I was going through a career transition it was another woman. She's in the industry in the payments industry, and she sent me an email. And she said she sent me a list of her contacts. She was a recruiter. She sent me the list of her contacts and the companies, and said, "Hey, look at this list. Let me know if any of these companies interest you, and I will make introductions." I didn't know her personally. Wow. I didn't know her personally. And she said, if there's anything I can do to help you, Mm. let me know. Um, I had lost touch with Paytech Women. It's an organization for women in the payments industry. It's about advancing women. It aligns with my personal values and what I do. And this same woman during my career transition, the way that I found my way back to Paytech Women, formerly WNET, is she did some type of drawing on LinkedIn and I entered I was like oh the topic sounds interesting I don't remember what it was but it was for women in the industry and I said yeah I'll go if I win so I won the drawing and I went to this event and then I got back involved with this organization that is so aligned with who I am and what I do and so I got to meet her for the first time in person
1: oh, at this conference.
2: Man. And I took that opportunity to let her know the impact that she had on me. Like mm-hmm. what that meant for her to reach out and offer her help, offer her resources. And she didn't even know me. wow Just another woman supporting another woman that she felt could use some some support, and, you know, that's leadership, that's a legacy, you're making an impact in someone's life, in some way, you know,
0: yeah, Yeah. that's beautiful, and I, those words, that's leadership, you know, that, I love how just even, identifying these moments of of leadership that people don't actually think maybe that that is
2: leadership but exactly that
0: is leadership that's leadership
2: leading oh. by example oh. Oh. so many examples of leadership and, and I agree with you a lot of people don't when they think of leadership they probably the first thing that comes to mind is a manager With the team of people that they're responsible Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. not the things that exemplify leadership, you know, how people communicate, how people bring the best out in others, how people just lead by example through their actions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't readily, that's not the first thing that comes to people's minds when they think of leadership.
0: And your story of when you were a youngster and leading your siblings right getting them ready for school that leadership those leadership characteristics of managing the breakdowns that are happening you know yeah. somebody
2: I don't want to get up right <laughs> yes yes the breakdowns yeah, that happen. Too. I don't want to talk right now <laughs> <laughs> exactly I was not a good time <laughs> uh,
0: managing those breakdowns that's true absolutely yeah. that's real it is. Thank you for sharing those stories. That's really helpful to kind of see how how your experiences have have shaped you. How your observations have shaped you. And this next question is is similar to that, but it goes a little bit more into your family, your cultural influences, your community. How did how did those shape how you view leadership? Your your culture, your family influences, um, community. How did they shape your leadership?
2: Man, that's a good question. When I thought about that, I thought back to my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, mm-hmm. even my my grandmother, my paternal grandmother. But my grandfather, he had a grade school education. That's as high as he went. Wow. Yet he worked and retired at General Motors where he worked for 30-plus years. But in addition, for 20-plus years, he had his own excavation business for the tri-county area where I grew up, very well-known in the community. And despite his lack of education, what he demonstrated was work ethic, and um, just being able to communicate and build relationships and being a man mm-hmm. of your word. And mm-hmm. my mother, she always delivered those same messages and it plays into, you know, my top core values of integrity and um, relationships. And what I see now is it's community. I like to have those kind of close-knit communities. Mm. And just looking at my family in general, um, especially a a Black family, um, we're taught to just work hard and you want to work harder than anyone else. And I would say that really played into who I show up as, as a professional and as a leader a resourcefulness i mean i wasn't born poor but we weren't an affluent family either and we were taught and i know how to manage when i don't have the optimal amount of resources to pull from and i pulled from those resources um through college because i didn't have a a college fund for me mm. and um where it showed up for me too i worked my way through school but um it makes me think of my experience when i went off to college so i grew up in a black neighborhood i went to a predominantly black high school and schools my education and so when i went off to college and i was fairly smart <laughs> so i did get some academic scholarships Um, from this school, and this school at the time, my college, my alma mater, they were a, at the time, 75 or 80 percent commuter school. Um, It was a predominantly, it was in the most affluent county, um, one of the most affluent counties and richest counties in the country, and they wanted some leader at that university said, we need to do better. Mm. so they start going to inner city schools and recruiting um, academically strong students and that was quite a growth moment a growth period uh, for me because I walked into this community one I was very close to my family to my immediate family and maybe first that first generation of cousins and so going away where there were very few of people that looked like me mm-hmm. uh, and realizing that there were some gaps in my education, I had to work a whole lot harder mm-hmm. um, but I look at that experience and said, "Wow, it really helped me I had my what I learned coming up that helped me make it through that, like how to make things." you know work out and when I got out of college how do I you know buy my first house at 20 something it's all those things that I learned growing up Mm. that helped me just continue to step forward even when I needed to make some you know tough decisions and figure out how I could make something great uh, and or go to the next level with what I, you know, with what I had. Mm. And as a leader, how I bring that into leadership is even though, and it took me, <laughs> I'm going to tell you one more thing. I wrote as a kid, I still write in, in journal, but not as much as I did when I, when I was a kid and I wrote short stories and poems. And one of the poems, my mom reminds me of it all the time is I want to get go to college and get a lot of knowledge. And I grew a picture of what college looked like to me in my mind as a little kid, grade Mm -hmm. school. And so I spoke that into existence. When you think of creative visualization, I had my picture there and I did that. And it took me, and there were times when I got knocked down and I fell and all those things. It took me 13 years to get that degree. So I worked really, really hard for it. And um, the reason that I bring that up is, despite that I worked really hard for that degree, and despite that I have the degree, when I am in the workplace as a leader, I do not look at whether you have a degree or not. That does not come to play when I make the decision to give you a shot. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So as a leaders, I look at the person, I look at their value, I look at their willingness to learn, to take risks, just if I just see something in them that is an opportunity for them, that's what I look at. Yeah. And again, to me, that's leadership.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And as I hear you tell that story, I can connect that back to your grandfather, right? Who didn't even pass grade school. And, And all the things that he accomplished and all the influence he had in his life, need, mm-hmm. you know, he, he rose above the fact that he did not have that education. Yeah. And everything that you're just, dis, dis, uh, that you're sharing here, I can hear how it informs w- your business, yeah. right? That resourcefulness mm-hmm. and that tenacity and that, um self-affirmation, recognizing that it's the human being that has the gifts and the talents. And and so we're gonna bring this out in you. I'm gonna help you bring this out in yourself. You yeah. might not see it, you might not believe it, you might not know how to do it. But sister, I'm here to tell you that you have it.
2: <laughs> yes, they you, do. I mean yeah. I just think of so many um it just gives me chills thinking of <laughs> all the talent. Uh-huh. That I have had the pleasure to see mm. and 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 play a part in it further developing, yeah. and like one of my um, past team members that was on my team, she is now leading in a role that that I was in, and it's just so exciting to see her just in her element and be you know, the leader that she wants to be. And um, yeah, it just it just means a lot to watch that, you know, for that to be, you know, her success to be part of, you know, my legacy, because that's important mm-hmm. to me. For me, that's how I make my impact in the world. I feel that's how I'm meant to make my impact in the world. Yes,
0: yes. And that goes back to that in the beginning when we talked about that alignment Right? That beautiful alignment. I wish I could, I I can picture in my mind how all of your experiences and what you've created and the people you're creating with, it's just like this beautifully mastered, um, divinely inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's what a gift, what a gift you are to so many and, and how you've taken... (laughs) And how you've taken your life and, and uh, amplified it, you know, it, it, has, it yes, had so
2: much beauty oh, in it, man.
0: and yet you made it even more beautiful.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that, Chris. I received that. And I will tell you that uh, open, being more open with my life and with who I am, that has been a, a journey for me Growth. Mm. growth mm. you know uh, that has been leadership development for me mm. yeah. <laughs> to allow people to see and know who Velissa is and um what i'm about and where i failed and what lessons i've learned from that failure and and how i've emerged how it's you know, made me better in getting an opportunity to share that with people. Mm-hmm. What I'm learning is, it gives them permission to feel like, oh, okay, it's okay to fail and, and talk about mm-hmm. it. Yes. And, um. Yeah, you can fail and and still move from you know here to here to here. You can still get there to your dreams. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just It, it definitely has been. a a growth area for me for me and i would say and someone asked me earlier said well how do you think that shift came for you to be more more open Mm -hmm. possibilities and i said you know what i believe it's when i made the decision to relocate here to lancaster pennsylvania after living in michigan my whole life where everything wow. I knew was all my friends, relationships, family, wow, anyone here, and I guess I would say that's when the shift started to happen. I brought myself into a totally new environment, in a new experience, and new responsibilities, and you know, a new region. And cultures are different. Indeed, they are. Yeah. yeah.
0: And Lancaster County is not an easy place to to assimilate into for a lot of different reasons.
2: It's been beautiful. Oh, well, that's
0: refreshing to hear. It has.
2: It has been beautiful for me. Hmm. And I will say, Chris, that you're another person who was just a beautiful spirit, beautiful leader when I was in my career transition. you yeah. We met through ABWA. And I remember you reaching out to me and asking me like, hey, well, would you like to be a moderator for our book club? And I was going, who, me? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when we tie our, our, our value to our, to our careers, like, oh, like, do you really want me to do that right now? Like, while well, I'm not working. You want me to do it? Or, oh, yeah. or a part of the organization today, is that still okay? You're like, hey, you exemplify leadership that's that's the criteria <laughs> just yep. so you just come
0: and you have gifts to share
2: yes yeah. you have to share exactly and, and i want you to share so hmm. um yeah i've just really just i've learned that one of you asked me about some of the things as far as culture and growing up it was i was taught no one owes you anything and so with that message, two things on the bright side of it, it is I appreciate anything that someone does for me mm. to help. But on the other side, it was I wouldn't ask for help. You need to do it yourself because nobody oh, owes nobody you. Nobody owes you. Oh, right yeah, yeah. When I started to learn to one, open up and start sharing what I do what I've been through or what I've learned from it you know where I am now compared to where I was how much it helped other people Mm. but then also when I share my aspirations how people even strangers or even my struggles how people would help Mm. you don't even ask them and they yeah they're willing to help you and I I just don't think that we talk about that enough. Um, And as women, as leaders, we should talk about that more because there are so many people out there doing good just to do good because it makes them feel good to do good. It Mm -hmm. makes me feel good to do good, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Mm -hmm. we have leaders just continuing to do good
0: yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. and thank you for your kind words. Um, you allowed that to happen because of your openness. You know, I think it was a it's a two-way street. Yeah. You, know, you radiated this openness, which right. was a decision for you. Yeah, I saw that. and yeah, it's a it's a real reminder that that we need each other, yes, absolutely. We need each other, and we need to be open to um, the opportunities. Um, and the gifts that each other bring to the relationship
2: yeah, yeah yeah I mean I love your I know you're interviewing me but <laughs> I love your leadership and what you do in the community as far as broadening your perspective and um, and, and being an ally mm-hmm. to you know other you know other ethnic groups and it's just like wow how did you come to do that and when you told me your story about when you went to the dinner theater yes (laughs) watching that play and how something just hit your spirits and they're like hey is everybody okay with this I mean you start to see yourself in a different way and said wait a minute I'm I, I feel like i should do more and then you start having these initiatives and I attended the um something you did during Black History Month a couple years ago and just you're leading by example one person one group one initiative you have something at church that you're involved in just around the not even diversity I would say I would say inclusion is more of what inclusion you do Mm. making people feel seen and heard and valued Mm. across the board and bringing other what's the word we use these days privileged or Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. more advantages um just from being who they are to bring them along to see and broaden their perspectives you know that's leadership Wow broadening your perspective, but also bringing other people along. Mm. I love that. Thank
0: you. I received that.
2: Yeah. You you
0: taught me that beautiful phrase.
2: (laughs) I received that. (laughs) I remember.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to do a podcast on that sometime. But we'll get back to your leadership. (laughs) So... As you look around with the people with whom you you live and you work and you interact with now, um, what do you want them to know or what do you want to invite them to think about or explore when it comes to their leadership?
2: That's another great question, Dr. Chris. I would say, I've been thinking a lot about sponsorship, career Uh, sponsorship. Yes. And I know there are a lot of people who mentor, you know, I've participated in mentor programs for our high school students, Mm -hmm. girls uh, through our Lancaster chamber and meet a lot of beautiful women who do that. And in the organizations uh, where we work when we're in those director levels and vice president, executive level positions, I would invite people to look at the women in particular, but it can be men too, but women in particular, and explore someone who maybe doesn't have the same perspective as you like get to know someone different take interest mm-hmm. in someone's career journey career aspirations and think about how you can use your influence and help and open up opportunities for that person mm. um I'd like to see more of that in organizations and not just women doing that but men in particular doing that as well. Mm. How can they use their influence to bring people along to sponsor and you know, women are strong and they're talented and they're smart and access to opportunities and someone who's already there who's in those rooms in those rooms behind closed doors when there are conversations about talent and promotions and mm-hmm. opportunities that will elevate someone um, in their career don't think about just the people that are natural fit or a natural alignment with you how can you challenge yourself to take it a little further but be willing to use your influence for that person now of course get to know them <laughs> you know get sure. to know that person of course get to you know understand what they do and the impact that they make but use your influence to open doors for other people and make things happen yeah
0: that's a wonderful invitation and I the- I'd like to um, for us to get together offline and talk a little bit more about that sponsorship idea because i'd I'd like to um, I'd like to put that invitation. I'd like to take your thoughts and and provide that to my turning points leadership community that oh, yeah, you know, invite I them to that. be thinking about that. Um, yeah. and I think about that a lot, but I think that's a beautiful that's a beautiful invitation. And I always imagine what what how would our world be different? If just the folks, if every folk, if every person that heard your voice on this podcast took that opportunity to have influence through sponsorship of someone, getting to know someone and to help to elevate their work and to help to create that path for them and to support and sponsor that for them, what an impact that would make yeah just yeah. the people who are listening to this podcast right now i'm a i'm an eternal optimist
2: yes you know
0: <laughs> i am an eternal optimist. <laughs> the other week at our adult ed class at church you know some uh, the person who was presenting said how many of us really think that we can change the world and i said
2: me <laughs> i believe what person <laughs> at a
0: time exactly. and that's the
2: thing too if people sometimes there there are these things like change the world it sounds so big it sounds so massive but when you really think about it change is just a ripple like each person that you Mm ripple is a ripple effect because that person is gonna just like that manager looked at me and said I want you to do this I know you've never done it but I think you can Mm. what a ripple effect because I took that with me and you know and so and ran with it yeah small 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 acts of helping someone is changing the world yeah yeah
0: it was margaret mead who said let me see if i can get her quote right never en- underestimate the the impact that a small group of people can do that of a small group of people to change the world indeed it has been the only thing that ever has yeah
2: i remember that quote something like that yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and we we all bear responsibility that's part of my my message is we all bear responsibility um we are all leaders in our spheres of influence
1: yes
2: and you live that chris i I I, yeah you live that
0: thank you thank you again i received that
1: (laughs)
2: So
0: each month in the Turning Points Leadership Community, um, we explore a different theme around leadership. And in October, we've been exploring the development of the leader and all the things that are that require intention and focus to be able to grow in influence and impact. Um, when you think about your own journey, what have been some of the most meaningful or impactful ways? that you came to see yourself as a leader that you didn't even know existed when you started out as a leader.
2: Does that make sense? Mm, Say that to me again.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, At least the last part. Yeah, so when you look at your own journey, is there anything that you experienced along the way that you would have never expected would would have been part of your leadership journey or that would have been impactful to you in your growth? as a
2: leader? I would say I joined Toastmasters some years back. Yes, yes. Someone told me about Toastmasters years ago. I mean, years ago. Yes. And I didn't act on it at that time. Mm. (laughs) For whatever reason, I didn't act on it until, you know, sometime after I arrived here at Lancaster. And it was during my career transition. You learn a lot when you have quiet time. Mm-hmm. You have so many things to when you have time to sit and be with yourself more. And I wanted to, I was talking to someone in my network who was a Toastmaster, and there was an organization that they work for that I admire, what they they do. And I said, yeah, Um, ask for an introduction to to the CEO. And he said, yep, I'd be happy to do that. He said, something that we use at the company is video uh, messaging. Uh We we send customers video messages and nine out of 10 times they respond back to video messages than sending an email email without a video message. Yes, yes, yes. What do you think about? Um, trying that would you be open to do that and I was just like "Mm, I don't like my voice on video (laughs) I, uh, I don't know yeah and I said sure I'll try it he said yes make a video send it to me and I'll send you back send you feedback so I did the video I wrote my script I probably practiced it I don't know how many times nope I take the back. I didn't practice it. I made the script. I read through it a few times. And then I made the video with my notes. Tried to make it sound natural, but I'm sure it sounds like I was reading it. Sent it to my friend and said, you know, please be honest with your feedback. And he sent it back. He sent a message back and said, do you have three more people you can send it to? wow wow so i'm thinking that that was his way of saying keep working on it send it to three more people
0: you're on and
2: to that's really helped me grow mm. as a leader because now i say yes to opportunities like this uh-huh and it gives me um and platform to help uplift others. And I never thought that this would be part of my leadership toolkit. I use this mm-hmm. to help to 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 coach. Um I use it to teach. Uh, it's I'm, I never saw myself on video sharing my virtual presence out to the world to I, I don't oh, know really. how many people to me that was just too vulnerable that was just too much <laughs> oh wow and yet you're so good at it oh thank you <laughs> So I would say definitely that's been um big as far as leadership yeah development communicating hmm. in a different way through a different medium to make you know an impact in in others lives i i just i just never envisioned that i would do it um, be on a podcast or voluntarily put myself out there on video yeah so putting myself out there more Uh i believe is a definitely a development in leadership Mm -hmm. um, as well because it builds trust and it builds relatability yes. because if you're not going to trust yourself with others, they're not going to trust mm-hmm. themselves with you. And, um, so yeah, that's definitely been, been huge as, as, a leader. And I know I have even more, you know, growing and evolving to do. Don't
0: we all, that's yeah. a great example. Yeah, that is a very good example that you never would have expected, but that has really had an impact on your leadership
2: presence. Thank you. I, you could not have told me you you could have told me that you would have paid me a million dollars to do that in in a different time and space, a different version of Alyssa. I would have said, "Oh, oh no, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. no, you won't, you won't ever see me do that." Yeah. <laughs>
0: That is really awesome. Great example. Thanks for sharing that.
2: Uh, you're welcome.
0: So I like, I, I know that leadership is, is grounded in values, right? Our own personal values and principles. What is one valuable value or guiding principle that, that informs your work and that you've infused into everything you believe or how you approach your coaching and your leadership?
2: Number one for me, Doctor Chris, is integrity. Integrity mm-hmm. It runs through everything. And how do you define integrity? Doing the right thing, even when it's hard, even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. I'll tell you a story about me when I was a kid. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I did something. I don't remember what it was, but it was not right. Oh.
0: I have those stories and
2: (laughs) I knew it was wrong. No one saw it. Mm. And I went into the room where my mother was and handed her the belt.
0: Oh my
2: gosh. uh, I told on myself, I, I don't remember what it was.
0: Wow! And
2: she was so surprised and that's not the right word, but I would say I'm, I'm, I didn't get that belt that day. Mm-hmm.
1: She let she
2: let it slide because she was just You came in here and you told on yourself and you were willing to take your your punishment. Wow. The consequences. Wow. She said, "I'm not going to I'm not going to give you this belt today. <laughs> this time. Mm. But don't think that's going to get you off the hook every time." Mm. And so that's my earliest memory. Wow. Of me, exercising that value. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a great <laughs> example. And what a wise mom to recognize that that you're stepping up in integrity was not to be punished. Then was not it wasn't for her to then punish that. It was for her to um, acknowledge what you had. The integrity with which you had just acted yeah. but don't think you can get away with this again right right
2: <laughs> and i would say an example in the workplace uh, of that integrity um, i can think of a team example i can think of speaking with an executive you know a team example is really fighting and advocating for an employee who deserved to be promoted. And one employee who didn't deserve to be promoted, there was a possibility that someone that didn't deserve to be promoted because of a restructure was going to be, you know, elevated when this person who really deserved to be elevated wasn't going to be oh, just wow. because of how everything worked out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, no, no, <laughs> we cannot let that happen. We cannot reward bad behavior and then leave someone who adds value who's a team player who who makes our team better who goes above and beyond Mm. they're not going to benefit at all it's just like this let's look at this again let's talk about this Mm. what about this or what about that for me that was an integrity yes thing yeah um and the other example I'll share is there was a, I won't call it a policy, I'll call it a practice, where we didn't know as an organization the impact that this pricing would have on clients, and once a couple of customers called, we dug in and understood that we couldn't really, uh, forecast like what the financial impact would be on a customer with the way we structured things and as a result because customers didn't understand it it could put us as an organization in a bad light and pose some risk for us that would probably cost us way more than mm. this money we would need to give up if we discontinued this practice right and so I said to a senior leader that like this is a practice that we we want to discontinue. Yeah, I know it's gonna cost us X number of dollars, but we can't speak to it. Teams can't explain it. It, it was just yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good question. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't justify it. So then it which was messing with my integrity. Right. <laughs> it's like exactly. we can't justify how this. And yes. um, and then and I got a little pushback initially. I said, "Look, from the organization standpoint, this is this type of risk. This is this type of risk, and this could cost us way more than than giving up this right mm-hmm. now." Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so someone may have said, "Hey, oh, well, that was risky to say that to to that leader," and but because. Integrity is my core value. Yes, It couldn't go unsaid. Yeah, you needed to see. I near. knew about it. I needed to, you know.
0: Speak to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great examples. Thank you for sharing those.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: Well, well, as we come to the end, I'd love to know your favorite leadership quote.
2: Oh, wow. That's so hard because I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> and I was toying between... You can share both. Two of them, which I didn't write down the other, but I'll, I'm going to butcher this one, but I really love it. And it's by, uh, I can't remember who it's by. I want to say John Maxwell or something, but it might not be. But it said, if you basically inspire others and... It's basically if you inspire others and make a difference, inspire others to... Do more, be more, something than you're a leader. Oh, okay. Heard okay. that before?
0: Yeah. Yes. We'll have to see. And, we'll have to figure out who that is. And we'll yeah, I'll there. find
2: it because I have it in my yeah. phone. But the other one is, "Champions keep playing until they get it right," by Billy Jean King. Mm. mm. And to me, that quote it's a good leadership quote because. Leaders should continue to be we continue to be self-aware. Um, continue to learn and grow. Um and continue to find ways to elevate others to help them be their best so that they can, you know, have their their dreams, live the kind of life they want to live. So it just yes. that just beautiful. It just plays into so many things. Champions keep playing until they get it right. I love that. Don't give up.
0: You Don't give up. Going. Champions keep playing until they get it right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's not perf- not perfection, but right. making a difference. Learning, growing. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Because what's what's life all about if it's not to to just be your best, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Even if that's being the best with learning how to take care of you. Right. You no, know, because we can't give from one of my friends say we can't, we can't give from an empty cup. Right. Or just yes. when you get on the plane and they say, hey, before if something happens on this plane, you you put a, the oxygen mask on yourself first. Absolutely. So even if um, champions keep playing until you get it right, even if what you're trying to get right is taking care of yourself hmm That's leadership too, because you're going to show up as your best if you take care of yourself. Yeah.
0: What I really love about our conversation today, Melissa, is you have really hit all the marks on leadership from every aspect of a person, you know, mm-hmm. from personal leadership to, you know, leading yourself so that you can lead others, to organizations, to family, you know, family leadership, and really all goes back to, again, seeing ourselves, seeing every single person listening to this podcast, recognizing that indeed, every time you step, every, every moment, when you wake up in the morning, you are leading, you Mm -hmm. are leading yourself. And when you're interacting with someone else, you are in a leadership role with them. That doesn't mean they are not leading also. It's not right. a power thing, right? It's a it's an integrity. It's a uh, a co creation of um, co creating beautiful things together that yeah. are going to yeah that are going to impact others in positive ways. Um, yeah, the absolutely. moment we wake up in the morning, we are all we are all leaders
2: yeah because leaders make decisions every moment of the day so you get up in the morning and you decide whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day yeah truth that's the truth for sure what we decide is going to lead us how we look at that lens in which we look at situations and people and yeah and ourselves yes yeah yeah
0: absolutely so as we finish up I would like you to share with people what's the best way for people to connect with you and to learn more about your standout career guide programs.
2: Oh wow um thanks for asking. People can follow me on LinkedIn and I'm there often. <laughs> and my website www.standoutcareer.com.
0: Fabulous. We'll make sure that goes in the show notes and your link to LinkedIn. We'll make sure that goes in the
2: show notes as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris. This was such a good conversation. I'm just leaving so inspired and I'm
0: so grateful for you taking the time to to be a guest on, on this podcast. And I'm really excited for listeners to be able to to listen to your wisdom and be inspired by it for themselves. Um, so thank you. Thank you for thank being you. part of it. And to my guests, I trust that you're walking away inspired um, and ready to reflect on your leadership from the time you get up in the morning until the time you put your head on your pillow at night and <laughs> to think about how you how you show up is influence is your leadership influence and how you are using that um, to, to improve our world. So thank you, listeners. Thank you, Valissa. Um
2: Thank just, you, Dr. Chris. Keep doing what you're doing. This oh,
0: you too, sister. I am just so blessed. And we'll get together soon. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to take a moment to like, share, and comment on today's episode. If you're not already a member of the Turning Points Leadership community, you can accelerate your development as a leader by joining today. You'll find the link to the community in the show notes. If you'd like to be a guest on Chris's show, send an email to turningpointsguest at liveworksatisfied.com. See you next time for more Turning Points in Leadership.